How many times have you wished your kid came with a manual? When we are unsure as parents, there are so many conflicting opinions that it's overwhelming to know which way is best. Even when we're intentional, situations change, which require us to be flexible and remodel our styles to meet the needs of our families. I created this podcast to share principles and strategies that I have used in counseling and education to help parents prioritize authenticity, connection, and purpose with their kids. Welcome to Remodel Parenting. Welcome back to Remodel Parenting. Today, we're wrapping up the five-part series on remodel discipline, and today I'm going to talk about teaching kids strategy and goal setting for taking over the discipline of their own lives. Um, That is the goal that we all have, right? Even when our kids aren't storing it this way, their goal is to be the ones in charge of their own lives, and our job and our goal should be to teach them how to do that well. But one thing we know for sure about discipline is that it really has to be practical and connected to the issues that we're seeing for it to work and guide our kids out of the issues that they're struggling with. And this is at all ages. You know, if you have kids or if you've ever been around kids, that kids respond and react very differently to different forms of discipline. Some things make sense to kids. Some things don't. Some things hit home. Others don't. Some kids, you can just give a look and they are completely shut down and realize they've done something wrong. Others, you can, you know, take them out and stare them straight in their face and tell them they did something wrong and they're still not looking like they're connecting to it. All of our kids are individual people. And so learning how to teach our kids strategy and goal setting for this is just as individual for learning how to do interventions with our kids when they need certain types of discipline and consequences that will work for them. Understanding our kids' development and how kids learn uh, can help us make sense of all of this and help us understand how to guide our kids and grow our kids at whatever stage that they are. I always say it makes excellent reading, like children's development theory um, and psychosocial development theory of how people grow and develop and what's happening at different stages in life. I know not everybody nerds out on that like I do. I really enjoy reading it. But if, you're, if you've got a kid at an age and you think everything has changed and this, this is not the same kid that I had three weeks ago, odds are they've hit a new developmental stage. And if you grab um, and look that up, or if you're not a researcher and you don't want to do the work, you can always make an appointment, talk to a counselor and have them kind of tell you about it too and share some of that with you. But learning about what's going on with them and what they're growing and developing can help balance that out in your own life too and give you some steps and practical things to help them grow. One of the biggest keys in all of this is that discipline is not all reactive. Part of being an active disciplinarian is balanced parenting in the system and helping kids to grow proactively too. Not just doing proactive discipline as a parent and guidance, but helping build the space in them to learn how to manage themselves and their own processes. So that can be hard, especially if we struggle with some of those processes personally. We see them struggle in areas over time. We help them learn to be proactive. We work with them, but we may have to develop the skills to help them do that um, if we if we don't know what to do ourselves. With specific discipline, we can use these goal setting and creating processes for them or helping them take ownership in it, but it's even better 
as a partner process and as a place where we are looking to connect with them um, proactively and outside of issues that may arise. So we're not just waiting for the moments where they've been in trouble and we're correcting them and saying, you have to take ownership in this, that we help create these other strategies and sidelines of how do you continue to take more ownership over your life and decide what you want to do and and who you want to be. And I said earlier, you you may not have the skills. If you haven't developed the skills or no one taught you this, you might not have them. One, remember in all of these spaces where we find gaps in ourselves, this is a no shame space. There's no shame in not having been taught something. But what's beautiful is that all of these things are things that we can learn at any age. And when you start using them, they start working. So you can't teach someone to grow if you aren't growing. You can't help someone develop themselves if you don't know how to develop yourself. And if that's not an active process for you, that's step one. And then you can help your kids learn how to do that and partner with them too. I encourage you sometime this week, take a moment and consider your own growth goals. If I said, where are you growing or what are you doing to grow? Personal traits that you're working on that aren't serving you well, active process for addressing things. Where are you wanting to be in a year? If you don't have anything that pops up and comes to mind, then that's probably not an active process right now. Now on the side note too, if you have a lot of little kids, that just might be a little suspended space. So um, if you have a house full of young children and typically you're in a growth process, but it doesn't feel like you are in much of one right now because all you're doing is managing small people, that's okay. And that's not the same thing. It doesn't count. So you you get to break from personal growth while you're growing all of these Uh, humans in some arenas and areas unless it starts pushing in and then you've got to deal with it and look at it but there is that time space where some things get suspended but otherwise there should be something that we're just aware of our own processes and can can story for other people or for ourselves about what's happening inside of us and where we're growing and where we want to grow you can't teach what you don't know and you can't mentor or guide someone in something that you don't practice. So committing to growth, it's very personal and it can be very emotional, but it is a strategy and a skill for long-term health, both emotionally and physically too, though. It has a lot to do with our physical health. The happiest people are not people who just do whatever they want and satisfy whatever urges they have as best as they can. We know even from research that happiness really is is almost like a mirage. You can't go after it and get it. It's like once you get where you think you're going to need to go to be happy, the happiness is not necessarily there. Happiness is typically a byproduct of an intentional life. People who know what they want to be and know what they want to do, not just like in work, not as a job or a career, but who say, I want to be this type of person. I'm actively working to be kind to others and engage with other people to serve somewhere. I feel value in my work. I can explain why what I do is value, you know, valuable. I'm becoming someone different as I'm growing. It's that intentionality and that focus that on the back side of it, as you look back, you observe and connect to a happy life and that helps feel happy and satisfied in the moment. So some strategies uh, for goals and growth just in general are, um, especially if you want to engage in this process with your kids, is first you have to have something that is helping structure it for you that offers regular input, regular ideas on what may need to grow so that you are stirring things up in yourself to really look at and consider. So you can, um, a lot of people do this through reading, 
right? You read articles, you read books, um, scriptures, devotionals, leadership books, emotional language books, toddler books about good character traits even. When you read and you are exposed to information that helps you reflect on your own life, it can help start that process and keep it an active process in you. But especially if you do it with your kids, and you read sections of books or section, sections of scripture or something that is um, life-giving and pouring into you guys and discussing those together, helping the discussion. What was the thing that stood out to you the most? You're learning about that internal process of someone else and where they're growing and learning what's important to them. Two, you have to teach your kids how to set goals for themselves and you model that along with the honesty and openness of your goals. Um one of the things that I've been working on more recently, part of my just personality and style is I really like to get things right. Um, I really like to do things right as best as I can. I do not like messing up. And what I learned this past year, one of the things I've learned is that that process, I mean, I feel like I should have already known this, right? But it's like this deep-seated understanding that that process in me of trying to get it all right is not serving me well as the parent of preteen and a teenager. <laughs> um, it was served me pretty well when they were young. Um, also because we adopted them, we had a lot of stuff that had to be managed and done right. A lot of it really weighed on me to do it right and to get things right. And so even the process that I used, it was reasonable. It was purposeful. I built it on purpose even, and now it's not serving me anymore. And so I realized my kids aren't connecting to me as a human. They're connecting to me as this quote parent person who quote, does everything right, and I don't even, I'm not even relevant in conversations with them right now. Um, it's been one of the hardest things that I have had to grow in, and one of the harder things that I'm having to unravel and undo in my head. But I'm talking to them about this process as it's going along, as I'm messing things up, because I'm not checking every single thing that I'm saying or doing at times, and I'm using different processes to connect with them and communicate with them. I'm not doing it right all the time, because that's the whole point. But then we're in issues where I haven't done something right and I have to come back around and say I am really struggling and trying to figure out how to balance all of this and I'm, I'm going to keep working and so we model that for them too so that they see that it's not just you have to work on yourself until you're an adult and then you can just be whoever you want to be and everybody has to just deal with it that's really not the way to sustain healthy relationships and a healthy life overall third thing we do is we teach our kids how to set um, reasonable goals and goals that they actually can track and maintain. I love a SMART goal format. If you've never heard of SMART goals, SMART is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. We use those all the time in treatment plans and businesses use them for strategy meetings and things like that. But if we're going to make a goal, we need to be specific enough that we know what it takes to achieve it we have to know it's got to be measurable so that we know when we have achieved it. we got to have a clear line. I can't just say that my goal is to get better at being patient. Um, I have to set a goal that I'll know when I've reached it or not. That when I am feeling impatient, that I say something to myself or I do something and I reroute and do something else. I'll know when that happens. It's hard to gauge when I've just kind of become more patient. Um, they have to be attainable, something that you can actually do. So, you know, a 12-year-old kid can't 
learn how to, you know, dunk a basketball unless they are just completely giant. So it's got to be something that they actually could attain um, in terms of goals. They've got to be relevant to what's going on and it needs to be time-based. So you've got to have a, a practice on that with character growth and, and growing these types of skills. I always like to say, you know, as a family, if you need the structure around that saying, we're going to pick one thing each month and share it with each other that we're growing in and encourage each other in the growth. Look for ways the person's growing in that. Look for ways that we can offer feedback and hear feedback about that part of ourselves. And then maybe move on to another one in another month or do it every week or whatever it is that works for your family. But giving it some time base so that you know what you're working with. Um, we also have to teach kids how to chain their goals. Um, not many people know what goal chaining is, but chaining is the ability to see what I want to be or what I want to do and to be really honest about where I am right now and start building the chain from both of those places so that it meets in the middle and I have steps of how to get there. So if I want to grow in my patience, then what would I have to see or what, what am I going to have to uh, notice and do for that to actually happen? And you build those steps in between. What are you going to have to input or, or take in to learn about that? You need to read something more about patience. You need to find something that you remind yourself of every morning. So you've got things that you steps that you know that you're taking. Um, same thing if somebody wants to, well, I want to save up money for something. Okay, well, if you want to save up money for um, a trip or this item that you want, um, what are the steps that you're going to have to take? If you want more jobs, you know, this summer and you want to make more money, it's you can't just say, well, I'm just going to find more jobs this summer. Who are you going to ask? What are you going to do? You really, really work on and unpack the full plan so that you've chained from start to finish so you have a roadmap. Otherwise, if you just say that you want to be something, it's a wish, it's not a goal. A goal has steps and the chain between where I am now to where I want to be. The other thing you have to do is celebrate the wins and be honest about the failures all in the same space. So we know where we're good. We know where we're struggling. We see the wins and we can celebrate those and we can take the compliments and celebrate the wins when we're hitting them too from our kids. And we can be honest and say, I'm still struggling in this and this is hard. And we can live in both of those spaces with them um, so that they can see that happening and realize it's not just all about hitting the win and the win and the win. It's about being truthful and letting people love you while you're growing. The last part that is um, not as common either, but I really like to push this, is for parents to become a curious learner about their kids' personal growth goals and processes for them, and to try and learn how our kids are intrinsically motivated. How do they motivate themselves and speak to that instead of just how I learn and grow? Um, I have to consider how to support my kids, especially as they get older, but you can start hearing some of these early on. It's similar to things like your kids love languages or personalities that everybody has different things that, uh, that drive us and move us. And if we learn to, like with love languages, if you're not familiar with love languages, if you can learn your kids' love languages and you learn how to speak their love language to them, you build up so much connection so much faster when you have that key of what, what's, what's going to get you the most bang for your buck in doing something nice for another person. If you know their love language, that's really helpful. But our kids 
are different in what pushes them. My daughter is incredibly competitive. And so winning or losing is a really big deal for her. And she did not care at all about her behavior color in um, first grade or second, it was first grade or kindergarten, I think, until I framed it for her that when she did not come home on at least green, that she lost for the day. And when I changed that language, all of a sudden it was mortifying to her to lose for the day. And she had a different type of motivation for herself because she's competitive. My son is not that competitive and it doesn't work for him that way. And we have to learn how to um, grow them in that too. One of the things, and this is an example, a current example, my son's a teenager now, but um, I told them when they were younger, one in our house, one of the things that we do, um, and this isn't a right or wrong thing, it's just part of what we do, our kids don't get paid for regular chores because we all live in the house and do chores to live in this house and, you know, have the things we have. But we do uh, pay them if they do extra chores, if they've been extra helpful, you know, those types of things. But as the kids are getting older and they're wanting more ways and opportunities to earn money, I um, I was thinking through it and I told my son when he turned 13, if you want to start reading books, I will give you a list of books to read or you can ask for books to be on the list, but I'll pay you to read them. You have to read them and you have to journal a, you know, six to 10 sentence, you know, shoot for eight, but six to 10 sentence paragraph, well-developed paragraph of a reflection after each chapter. And when you turn it in and you have a paragraph for each chapter, I'll pay you to read the book. Uh, the books that are going to build you up and that are going to um, invest in you as a person because we do get compensated when we grow as humans. And so, um, but that's really working well for Banks because one, he's a reader and he is very interested in learning new things and he's a good writer too. And so it's not a painful process for him to journal um, a paragraph, but it does help him process it. So it's kind of just working into his structure and how he learns instead of, telling him how he has to fix some of these things or grow some of these things. So we have some pretty specific topics we want him reading in right now, and we're seeing that growth. Now, my daughter's very different, and she needs pretty consistent feedback. She likes to hear how she's doing. She really likes to hear that she's doing things well. And one of the things that she has told me is that she was working on a certain part of herself, really just not talking back. That was really what it was, is not talking back and not um, pushing back so hard on me. And she told me at one point she didn't feel like I saw all of that work, that I did not notice it, because how would I notice it? Because she's not saying anything. <laughs> and so I realized that was a pretty big deal, because she's right, I don't always know that. And so we worked it out, and I said, hey, if there are situations where you feel like you really could use a pat on the back for that, I'd love for you to come to me and say, I could use some kudos because this is what I wanted to say in this situation. And here's why I didn't say it. You got to come and tell me why you didn't say it and what that process was. That way she's not just using it as a way to tell me what she wanted to say without getting in trouble. Right. But if you can come and tell me this is what I was wanted to say. Here's what I said instead. And this is why. Then I want to hear that. And I want to celebrate you in that. And she just has lit up with that and she loves it because she feels like she can get that verbal feedback that she really needs as she's growing. These are not, um, these things are not just things that I know and do because I'm a counselor. I mean, some of them I do know and I've used a lot as a counselor, but these are ideas and processes that I have worked on just for my kids 
because if I had different kids, it would be different processes. And so we work it out and we listen to other people and we talk to people who've had kids whose personalities are similar to ours and see what worked with them. And we try things and we let them go if they don't work and we do it again and try again. And then we story this process because this is a goal setting for us too. Even just in growing them in discipline and goal setting is a goal setting process for us. And we can show them that and model that along the way. The heart and soul of, of a democratic parenting style, and, and as we wrap up this series of understanding our parenting styles and the way that we engage with our kids, democratic parenting is not about opening up all the space for the kids to run the show. It's not about um, no rules or less rules or less structure necessarily. It's about a really practical, balanced system where everyone in the system is a person Everyone gets heard and everyone contributes to the system. It's a balance of discipline in the now and the big picture for outcomes that we're chasing and sharing that with them and letting them run with us, not trying to drag them along. Because our whole purpose and goal is to raise adults. We're not raising children. We're raising people to be healthy, adjusted humans who can live and function without needing us to continue to tell them what to do all the time. Thank you so much for listening to this series on Remodel Discipline. Uh, If you feel like this series was really helpful for you, I'd love for you to share it with a friend. Um, If you have time and you would do it, I'd love for you to rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot to us here. We love your feedback. And if you have topics you'd like to hear more on in the future, follow The Remodel Project on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Remodel Parenting. If this has been helpful for you, share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss our weekly episodes. You can visit theremodelproject.com to sign up for our email list and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.